Welcome to the Soft Verbal Podcast presented by Dead Soxie. Hosted by RebelGrove.com publisher Neil McCready and featuring Zach Barry of Red Cup Rebellion, the Soft Verbal Podcast is your number one podcast dedicated to Ole Miss football and basketball recruiting. Featuring guests from throughout the Rivals.com network, the Soft Verbal Podcast tells you what is happening and what's going to happen on the recruiting trail. And it does it in style, just like Dead Soxie. Visit DeadSoxie.com and enter promo code RebelGrove at checkout for 30% off your order of the best dress socks you'll ever wear. Now... Here's your host, Neil McCready. Welcome to another edition of the Soft Verbal Podcast. I'm Neil McCready. I'm your host today, Zach Barry, with me as well. We're going to talk uh, some basketball recruiting. We're going to talk some football recruiting. Quite frankly, we're not exactly sure what it is we're going to talk about. Ole Miss plays Cal this weekend, Saturday at 11 o'clock. We're taping this on Wednesday evening, so we're not precisely sure who's coming, who's not coming. I know Reggie Grimes was at Ole Miss a week ago. He'll be at Alabama for Alabama Southern Miss on Saturday. There's nothing to read into that, really. It's just kids taking unofficial visits. So we'll talk about a lot of stuff here on the podcast. But before we get to that, let me tell you about Dead Soxie, because Dead Soxie is the reason that uh, we still have this podcast. They sponsor it. They're a huge part of it. And if you're searching for that unique way to brand your company swag or you have a special event to memorialize, Dead Soxie has you covered with their custom sock program. Click on the custom socks link. They'll walk you through the entire process from the complimentary digital mock-up before your order is placed to delivery logistics and even custom packaging. Dead Soxie is your place to create a gift they will use time and time again with all-inclusive pricing, no upcharges or fine print, the custom sock design process is as simple as it gets. Head over to deadsoxy.com. That's D-E-A-D-S-O-X-Y.com backslash custom. Remember, you can still save 30% on general orders with the promo code REBELGROVE. And as always, stay soxy. I'm coming to you from the Clark Ford Studios. Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900 is the number. Call that number. Ask for my friend Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. It is indeed that simple. That's all there is to it. No hassle, no haggle. You call, you ask for a quote, you get a quote. You get the quote, you can shop it around, you can let it be a baseline for yourself moving forward, or you can do what I've done and what so many other listeners to our network of podcasts have done and that's get yourself into a Clark Ford today. You will love the product. You will love the service. You will uh, love everything about it. They, they, the service continues long after you drive off the lot in your new vehicle. They take great care of you. Corey wants to be your truck guy. He wants to be your car guy, and he'll prove that to you. Again, the number, 662-257-1900. Zachary, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm in our favorite state, the uh, the landmass that is the uh, Republic of Texas. Ah. I'm in Dallas. Um, I had my first Bucky's experience last night. It was uh, everything I imagined it would be, just the uh, Costco of gas stations. My daughter can't. Yeah, yeah Bucky's is nice. It's cool. Yes. It's I, I, listen. It's one of those things that 
you get the hype and then you experience it and you're like, oh, I get it. Yeah. Somebody told me they were like, it's great because they have like 80 gas pumps. And I thought that they were speaking in hyperbole. And then I got there and I was like, no, there's 80 gas pumps. All sorts of jerky, kind of everything you could possibly want. Mm -hmm. It's right there. It's one of the things about Texas that's really cool. I'll give it that. My daughter Campbell's going to Dallas next week for the Arkansas-Texas A&M game. It will be her first trip to Dallas. Oh, yeah. Young people really like Dallas. They do. Lots and lots and lots of young professionals here. Um, Jerry World is, is a lot of fun. Yeah, it's her first time, obviously her first time to Jerry World. I suspect Where she'll you... stay for a full quarter almost this time. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I mean, she could stay for a quarter and then just do a lap around the concourse and then the game would be over. Well, that's true. Because it's so large. The fact that the game is indoors might make her stay. She stayed at the Ole Miss game. She stayed till halftime. Look at that. She stayed the first go. five minutes. No, she did not even go to the Colorado State game, and she's not going to the San Jose State game. Oh. So. She's not a Mike Bobo fan? <laughs> uh all she knows about Arkansas, and I quote, is we're really bad. That's hey, it. that's that is some that's good analysis because it's true. You know, I felt bad, Zach, because the night of the Ole Miss Texas A and M game, a lot of the Campbell's new friends from Arkansas. There were girls from Shreveport and Des Moines and Nashville and Memphis and I don't know where else that were all here, and they all came in about one forty-five in the morning. Some immediately went upstairs because I suspect they did not want me to ascertain their sobriety level. And others were fine, and we talked a little football. It was kind of fun to talk to 18, 19-year-old girls about football after a game that they had watched earlier. And their just general assessment was, we suck. And I couldn't argue. I was just like, well... You had nice Man. uniforms. I, I I liked the white helmet. That was about all I could yeah. give them, you know. I was like, it, you looked good. I do. I As much as I, I dislike Arkansas, um, not the place. Like, Fayetteville's great. But just, you know, the history of Ole Miss, Arkansas has sure, been rough. Sure. And then baseball. Um, Dave Van Horn is just a thorn in the side of the program. But um, – I do really like that they went throwback with the uniforms this year. I do like that look better. I like the home throwback. On the road, they've not gone to the throwback. They're still wearing the – just – it's got too much. Yeah. I like their red helmet, the red top, the white pants. And if you're on the road, wear the throwback white top with the white pants. It's a good, clean look. Yeah, the one like uniform that. that they have, Zach, that I'll give them. We'll get off uniforms in a minute. I'm a uniform guy. I love uniforms. Oh yeah, Arkansas's kind of cream, very traditional looking baseball uni. Oh, that is it, that is something. It is very nice. Some of their other yeah. baseball uniforms are just too busy, but that one, when they wear just the red cap with the the white A in the Arkansas, it, it that is a that is a fantastic look. It's one they should go to far more often. Mm -hmm. There's another um, 
kind of sticking in the same geographical area, uh, TCU has a throwback that's cream with script frogs across it for baseball, and it's a really good look. Oh, I would like that. Cream and purple. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah. Um, before we get off Arkansas, I do want to get your opinion. Is there a more hokey coaching combo than Chad Morris and Eric Musselman? I'm sure there is somewhere. <laughs> I mean, I, I, hate to, I, I don't like absolutes. Like, you'll learn about me. I don't like the word always, and I don't like the word never. Okay. So I don't like absolutes. But I can't the, think of one uh, off the top of my head that's even close. Like, the way Musselman acts, it, it's like the um, – it's like the dad that is like a chaperone at a dance, and he like wants to hang out with the with the kids. He's he's such a weirdo. That is so good. Like he wore he wore a full baseball uniform for the super regional, and then he does like the full like football. Just, yeah, man, just just coach. So he made this video before their first game of the season. They played, I don't know, somebody, and Portland State. And he made this video, and I'm sure you saw it. Look, he's in shape. He's fit. Good for him. I strive to be fit. I get it. He made this video, though, where he put on a football uniform (laughs) and ran through the tunnel and stuff, like where the Razorbacks run through when they enter the field. Mm Mm-hmm. And came out onto the field and just said, Portland State, tomorrow, go Hogs. <laughs> and you're like, come on, man. Just put out the uh, tweet that goes, hey, Arkansas, MBB or whatever. We, we're, uh, we're cheering for the Hogs tomorrow. Beat Portland State. Go get them. School spirit. We're all in this together. That's cool. Everybody does that. Kermit does that. Everybody does yeah. that. Everybody does that stuff. I, that's fine. Whatever. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say, Kermit. So it, at at Red Cup, we subscribe to the notion that all coaches should never be on Twitter. But <laughs> Kermit is one of those that does it right. Like he's just very vanilla. Yeah. He does does a couple emojis. Very. Yeah. It's just straight to the point. Hey, go to the football game. I hope we win. Go Rebels. Like it's. That's it. And it's the like, only perfect. thing Kermit does that bothers me is he'll always say, it's the Ole Miss spirit. <laughs> he'll <laughs> capitalize the S, and I'm like, damn it, can you not pick a different word? Uh, <laughs> We're, we compete with them sometimes. Can you just – can you help us a little? <laughs> I thought for sure you were going to say the only thing that bothers you is that he went to state, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> no, does, that does not phase me at all. I, I, I don't uh, care. He's, yeah, who cares? So let's let's get to Kermit for a minute. Let's Yeah, Good segue here. That was really good. Okay, so I I wrote on rebelgrove.com, which is a website that you can subscribe to if you're out there. I would love for you to. It's part of the Rivals.com network. It's it's the only thing that the price of a ticket basically is the same as it was 400 years ago. (laughs) The price never goes up. It's been $9.95 forever, and... If you just wait a couple of weeks, we'll have some sort of promo, I'm sure. Um, anyway, I uh, 
I won't say I broke the news because I have no idea whether I broke it or not, and it does not matter. Ole Miss is entertaining an official basketball visitor this weekend. He will be in town for the Ole Miss-Cal game. The outcome of that game will have absolutely no impact on his decision, by the way. He's a six foot eight Russian native. His name is Samson. Let me give this a shot. I can spell it. I don't know that I can say it. Samson Rus Rus Hintsev. Samson okay. Rus Hintsev. Rus Hintsev. He, I'm just uh, gonna call him. The, I'm just gonna call him the Ruby Falls Rebel. <laughs> for all the Chattanooga listeners, <laughs> I'm just gonna call him Samson for a little while. Yeah. because I can say that a lot better than I can Rus Hintsev. He's six foot eight. He is from Russia. He plays at Hamilton Heights in Chattanooga. That's the same school that produced uh, Sheikh Gilgis Alexander, who played at Kentucky. He's now with the Thunder. It uh, produced uh, Abdul Adu at Mississippi State, uh, Nikel Alexander Walker, who was at Virginia Tech, and he's in the NBA now somewhere, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah. Well, I don't know. He's a good player. Anyway, he uh, is coming on a visit to Ole Miss. He's a 20. 20- 20 guy, his final four, I'm told, is Ole Miss, Florida, Illinois, Georgia Tech. I know Stanford's in it. I've heard, and you you help me here because you, you might be more connected to this than I am. First of all, his game, he's a wing. He can really play. He can get up and down, and he can shoot it. He can really shoot it. I talked to someone very close to the Ole Miss program today who said the quote was, we really need a shooter in the program. We need a lights-out shooter. And that's what this kid is. Um, he can defend. He's athletic. He's, he's, he's instinctive. And, yes, he's a take. People say, well, they only have room for one guy, and you said that's – Jamin Brakefield, yep, they would take Jamin Brakefield, breaking. They would take Jamin Brakefield. They also would take Sansom Rusensive. But you're yeah, more familiar I'm, with obviously. this than I am. I keep hearing Ole Miss, Florida, Ole Miss, Florida, Ole Miss, Florida, and this <clears throat> might be one of those deals, and this is not an insult that Ole Miss what's coming. It's not. I swear to God it's not. It sounds like it, but it's not. This might be one of those deals where Mike White is recruiting at such a high level that it helps Ole Miss. Yeah. That's what I've been told. Uh, I mean, the the connection with Florida, outside of them just recruiting him really hard and, and Mike White <clears throat> being really good at his job, Jason Jitabo, who plays at Florida, he played at Hamilton Heights. So there's a connection there. Um, they talked to him a lot. I'm sure Jason talks to Samson a lot about what Florida is like and that he likes it and wants him to come. But I think if I'm a betting man this weekend, Kermit will be pushing for a commitment. Uh, like you said, he's definitely a take. Um, yeah. He's got an NBA skill set, shoots 47% from the field, or he did as a junior, I should say, uh, about 37, 38% from three. He, um, <clears throat> I saw that you, you spoke with his coach and, uh, Zach Farrell at Hamilton Heights said he grew about an inch and a half. Once he got there, uh, bodies filled out a little bit over 200 pounds. So he can 
add some good weight once he arrives on campus. I think a lot of people believe that he has the chance to be an impact dude once he arrives. I don't know if that's as a freshman or he'll redshirt. I mean, you you've covered college basketball for a while. You know, redshirting is 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 not as prevalent in basketball as it is in football. Where in basketball, if you can play, you're going to play. Um, no, I think so, he's an immediate impact <clears throat> offensive player. Yeah, and the and so thing it comes down I, to how quickly he adap- adapts to some of the defensive stuff. Right, and his coach at, at Hamilton Heights said that you know once he he got there, he was it, it took him a little bit to to pick up on the pace of of the American game, but he plays in the summer for Moken Elite, which is a I mean a top five summer basketball program. Um, they're a Nike. A Nike AAU team, um, so you know, insert joke there about Ole Miss having some help, but it's it, he's a really well, let me really interrupt high you real level. Quick. Let me interrupt you real quick because I'll forget otherwise. Okay. This is what happens when two things happen: one, when you make the tournament, mm-hmm. and two, when you start drawing at home to the point where your games are more attractive on TV. They were losses. This is why I tell people when everybody goes, well, you got to win the game. Well, yeah, you like to win. Winning is more fun than losing. Ole Miss had two really attractive games last year on television that I think launched their program another level in the eyes of recruits, and they were both losses. Yeah. Tennessee Tennessee and – Kentucky at home. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's it's similar to bas or similar to football, I should say. Kids like seeing uh, improvement, you know, on the field or on the court, and they like to know that hey, like this program's playing young guys. Coach isn't scared to put me in. So, because basketball, you know, the the timeline is is sped up much faster than football. You're going to play early, more like you're more than likely to play early, I should say. But yeah, I mean, it, this guy's it has an elite offer sheet, an elite skill set. And um, I think Kermit and the rest of the staff um, knows that. They're trying to bring him in this weekend, trying to get him in this 2020 class. He has official visits lined up with Illinois, Stanford, and Georgia Tech. He's already uh, – or he'll – I guess he'll go to Florida he later to this Florida month. He Florida next so. week unless things change. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, this is a guy that you have to get – if you're wanting to take that next step, if you're wanting to get to the second weekend in the tournament, uh, top 100 guy, um, other sites have him as the number two player in the state of Tennessee behind um, the kid that's actually from Tennessee, uh, from I should say the Middle Tennessee area who committed to Tennessee. Um, so he's a really, really athletic guy. Um, a lot of people talk about NBA potential, NBA type ceiling, but yeah, they if they can get him this weekend, I would not be surprised if he pulled the trigger. They want to get Jamin Breakfield. I think they're going to. Mm-hmm. Breakfield's a top thirty-ish guy. Yeah, I think released his officials. He's his last visit to Ole Miss. Yeah, I think he's underrated, frankly. Um, rate ranking basketball players is really hard. So I'm not. I'm not criticizing anybody, whatever. They, the people that see him, like him, that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. Uh, Samson can really play. He gives them he gives them something that 
you know, Sean Robinson doesn't give them. Sean Robinson's, at least at this point, not an elite shooter. Jamin Brakefield's not an elite shooter. Um, you got to have somebody who can hit that shot. And Samson can hit it. Yeah. They're, they're in it- on uh, the point guard who visited last weekend, uh, A.J. Hoggard. Hoggard, oh. yeah. Hoggard. I plays it plays at Huntington Pratt with Jamin. Yeah, it sounds like Michigan State. I could be wrong. I heard it went as well as possible. They were pleased with how the visit went. He obviously didn't commit. He's not going to commit. He's looking at some places. And maybe it's just because I I know that Michigan State's been an elite program for so long that I just wonder if Ole Miss is poised to beat them yet. So I'll admit up yeah. front that you know that and, I, I might have this and, wrong. Yeah, and I'll say some some cross promotion helped out that weekend. Hoggard came for the Arkansas game. Crowd was great. The atmosphere in the stadium was great. His dad is a big college football fan. They went to the game. They enjoyed themselves. So, you know, like you said at the top of the show, if Ole Miss loses to Cal, it's not going to matter to Samson. But it, it it doesn't hurt when there's a nice crowd atmosphere's great and yeah. then Ole Miss wins um so I was told that that apparently enhanced their experience in Oxford yeah but it's it's gonna be tough to beat Tom Izzo it is and it, now with Samson he grew up such a big college football fan in Russia that <laughs> I, I anticipate yeah. that it will he really wants to see how disciplined Ole Miss's defense can be I mean, he's watching that I suspect football looks like cricket does to us. That's my guess. I, wouldn't yeah. you love to talk to him and say, okay, what do you see right now? <laughs> I'd get in trouble, yeah. of course, because I'm in the media and, and I can't talk to him on a visit. But that's what I would love. If I could say anything, I would say, okay, what do you see right now? Tell me tell me what you see. Because be, I good, sus- co- be good content to do like a Facebook Live video and just sit with him and have him commentate what he sees. Wouldn't that be great? Because I have a feeling he doesn't really understand football. I could be dead wrong. He could shock me and be like, oh, yeah, no, I watch I watch the NFL all the time. I'm a big Cowboys fan. I have, I have no idea. I just think it would be fascinating if he says, I have no idea what's happening. Well, Chattanooga is close to Knoxville, and the Vols are back, so he could be familiar. Well, the Vols got a big win over Chattanooga last week. A That's right. massive recruiting bump for the Vols coming after that win. They were impressive. They jumped all over the – what is Chattanooga now? The Mockingbirds? The, uh, yeah, they go by the Mocks still. But, yeah, they are the Mockingbirds now. Yeah. It was a big win. Terrell, yeah. Terrell Owens was devastated. Yeah, that's a tough loss for him. It, it, you know, Chattanooga had to feel good going into that game, and Tennessee put them in their place. Got a big win. Um <laughs> uh, did you did you see the box score? I can't say that I've ever been that bored, so no. <laughs> Jared Guarantano only threw the ball eight times. <laughs> well, you know, when you have a power running attack like Tennessee does, as has been <laughs> evidenced in their wins this season over um who'd they play? They 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 which crushed BYU and yep. who was the other team they played? Uh, Georgia State ooh. beat the fire out of Georgia State. So, I mean, Tennessee oh, off to a big right. 3-0 start. Uh, dominating, dominating with their ground game. Kind of like Phil Fulmer, old school. Shades of Jamal Lewis. Yeah, Reggie Cobb, 
God rest his soul. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, for going back to basketball, I mean, I think they're focusing on three to four guys, and they're going to narrow it down to they're going to take three, wouldn't you say? Wouldn't that be correct? I would think so. I would yeah. think they'll take three. It's possible they only take two. And I guess it's conceivable, but I don't see a scenario where they would take four. I, I, I think it's two to three. And so yeah. I know what people are saying. All right, well, so they know people are going to get processed. Yeah, they know two things. There's probably a couple of guys already that they know, hey, this might not work. And then they also know this. There are 200 minutes. That's all. 200 yeah. minutes. Five times 40. Carry the two. It's 200. You know that assuming health for a minute, Bree and Tyree is going to get 30 of those minutes. Mm-hmm. Devontae Shuler is going to get 30 of those minutes. Well, that's 60. So now you got 140 minutes. Blake Henson's going to get 25 of those minutes. Kadeem mm-hmm. C is going to get 25 to 30 of those minutes. Oh, they they'd love to get 30 minutes out of C. Uh, Austin Sammy Hunter. Austin Crowley's going to get 25 ish minutes. Mm-hmm. We're running out of minutes. Yeah. People it's a good are, problem to have, though. It's a it's the problem to have, but people are going to be unhappy. And in today's college basketball, unhappy kids leave. Yeah, and it's unfortunate, but that's kind of how it happened. That that's just how, that's just how it works when you start winning at a high level, and top one hundred players like Samson and you know Chris Moore. And A.J. Hoggard and Jamin Brakefield. Sean Robinson. Sean Robinson. That's what happens when those guys, you know, hey, I want to come visit. Well, you're not going to tell them no. No, and, and when they want to come, you don't tell them no. So, you know, are the odds the odds are not good that they get Brakefield and Samson and Hoggard and Chris Moore, that all four of those kids go, hey, I want to come to Ole Miss. Probably doesn't happen. Maybe it yeah. does. I doubt it. I'd bet against it. But if three of them said, I want to come, they'll take three, and they'll figure it out. Yep. I do want to I do want to mention this before I forget when you were talking about how comparing Sean Robinson's game to Samson. And, you know, Sean Robinson is just kind of one of those dudes where it's kind of like the J.J. Pegues scenario. You sign him, and you just figure it out. Um, Sean Robinson's kind of one of those guys. He's a, to me, he reminds me a lot of like a Calipari recruit where it's just a dude that just gets buckets and you just put him out there and you just go play. Yeah. And then Samson's more of a, you know, spot up shooter wing has a little bit more of a polished game. And that's not necessarily a knock on Sean Robinson. He's hell that dude's probably still growing he's still you know he's like like a baby deer out there getting used to his body because he went from six nine to you know damn near seven feet in almost a year he's six eleven right now yeah so yeah you you don't worry about him yeah they don't know people say why are they redshirting him well number one they might not number two ideally you redshirt him because 
his body has changed so much. You'd love to give him an opportunity to refine his skill set while he develops his body. Yeah. While he eats in a controlled environment, works out in a controlled environment, and doesn't have the pressure of, hey, you got to get ready for Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. But he might play his way into the rotation where they look at it and go, ah, he's got to play. Yeah. But again, you- we get into the minutes, the, the, the equation. So I don't know if I, I, I couldn't keep up with my own self, but you give Sammy Hunter 15 minutes and you give uh, Franco Miller off the bench 10 minutes. You're kind of out of minutes. Mm-hmm. And so do you want to use Sean Robinson four minutes a night? Not really. And people say, well, if he's an NBA guy, he's not going to last five years. It's true. Might not. But you don't burn the year for the sake of burning the year. You save the year because it's the smart thing to do if there aren't minutes for him. And I don't think they will. If if they don't need to. One of two things will happen. He's either going to play his way into, hey, you know what? That dude's getting 22 minutes a night. Or he's not going to quite be ready because Hunter and C and and K.J. Buffin have it handled. And they can say, hey, we get to do what we really would love to do with this kid, and that's take his senior year of high school, which is what this is, and develop him. Mm -hmm. Where we can set him loose as a redshirt freshman. It works out one way or the other. If he's playing 22 minutes, it's because in practice in October and November, he kicked ass. Yeah, I was going to say if you if you can't if you burn the red shirt and you play him, that is also a good problem to have cuz that means that he's legit. It means he's they, ready. Cuz they've got dudes on that roster right yeah, now. Yeah, it means that in practice every day he's He's beating Kadeem C. He's beating KJ Buffin. He's beating Sammy Hunter. And if that's what happens, yeah, you play. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a win win. The only negative would be if you had a rash of injuries and you had to play him. Yeah, because I think to. you I think you want to platoon him in with you know eight to ten minutes when he's starting out. If he's if he's legit and going to play this season, you want to get him in there when you're giving you know Blake Henson a breather. KJ Buff and a breather. I mean, you you want to slowly dip your toes in the water. You don't want to just throw him in there and have him playing twenty five minutes a game. I will say this: it is remarkable, and I wasn't cynical about about Kermit Davis. I knew he would do a good job. I thought it would take longer, and he hasn't gotten these guys yet. But for the sake of this discussion, let's say that he gets Breakfield, that he gets Samson, and. We'll leave it at that. We won't even give him Hoggard or, or more. The turn, the way he's built that roster in 24 months would be stunning. Yeah, I, I did not expect this 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 quick of a turnaround. I mean, it's pretty remarkable what what he and the rest of that staff has done. I mean, Ronnie Hamilton and Wing Case. I mean, those dudes. I, I don't know. I don't know if they're ever in Oxford when it's not in season. I mean, they are constantly yeah, and, recruiting. Yeah, and, and Levi as well, Levi Watkins. It, it's, yeah, yeah. It's a really good, really good staff. 
Kermit's running his program. Mm-hmm. It's a really good staff. It's top to bottom. It's that's that's really solid. Proof of it is that we're sitting here in the middle of September and we're talking basketball recruiting. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Yeah. I mean, I, it, it's it's. I'm fascinated to see them this year, and people are excited about this year. If if I were an Ole Miss fan, I'd be, I'd be excited about this year. I'd be like giddy about the possibility of the next year. Oh yeah, I mean, I have friends that have been talking about it during football season that Memphis is hosting the Sweet Sixteen in 2021. That's kind of the year that I think they have a real chance. People ask me this, and I, I'm always hesitant to answer it because they get mad at the initial part of the answer, which is, I don't know what will happen this year. Who knows, you know? I mean, if you get in the tournament and you win a game, then you're one more game from the second weekend. Mm-hmm. But if this goes right and they land the guys we're talking about and they're as good as I think they're going to be, when K.J. Buffin and Blake Henson are juniors – and Devontae Shuler is a senior point guard, and Sean Robinson and Jamin Brakefield and cats like that are on their roster, they're not only a potential second weekend team, they're a potential second weekend contending team. Mm-hmm. Where you could win a game on the second weekend, which means that you're playing an Elite Eight game. And the scoreboard would read 0-0 zero to zero when it started, and all you got to do is win one game. Yeah. And I mean, that's it, it, the limited basketball knowledge and experience I have watching Kermit Davis teams when he's got the dudes on the baseline sitting in the, the, the cushion seats. I mean, if it's X's and O's, I'm probably going to take Kermit more times than not. Well, by that time, he'll be in his third year. That defensive mentality will have kicked in. They didn't really have it last year. They won some games. They did some good things, but they didn't play his brand of basketball very often. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, that's what I tell people. They're like, oh, wow, you really changed there. I would get that from, frankly, some of the old men. Boys really got them playing on defense. It's like they're not winning with defense. They're winning with offense. Mm-hmm. Defensively, they're pretty average. By the end of the year, defensively, they weren't very good. They weren't playing his brand of basketball at all. They were playing – he was adapting and basically saying, here's what I've got. i got I got to do the best I can. I can't I can't take this, this bucket full of apples and make orange juice. If that's my goal, I'm, I'm going to fail. I've got to make apple juice, even though yeah. I want to make orange juice. It's I'm, – I'm excited to see what they look like defensively this year because at any improved. point – at any point on the floor, you're going to have either Tyree or Schuler, who are 6'2", 6'3", and then you've got newcomers coming in, Crowley, 6'4", um, Hadim C, 6'10", Sammy Hunter, 6'9", Sean Robinson, 6'10", and then all the rest of the guys that are on the roster already that are long and athletic. I mean, they're, if, if he can get them to buy in, you know, know their role – Play that one three one that he really loves to do. Meet him at the meet him at the timeline. Start to disrupt the flow and the rhythm and the spacing. It, they're going to be a problem because they're just so long and so athletic. So staying healthy and just getting that buy in, it's crucial. But 
if anybody can do it, I would say Kermit can because he's he did it at Middle Tennessee. I mean, you want to watch what he wants. Watch that Middle Tennessee Michigan State first round game. I mean, Tom Izzo was pulling his hair out because he couldn't do anything. We've uh, 35 minutes in. We haven't talked any football recruiting. Let's do it for a few minutes before we close. First, let me tell you real quick, uh, Harry Alexander is an Oxford-based REMAX legacy realty agent. He is also a really big part of uh, Savannah Square. It's a new nine-acre development, seven-tenths of a mile from the Oxford downtown square, conveniently located east of North Lamar, just a short stroll from the Midtown Shopping Center. If you're coming in this weekend for Ole Miss and Cal or – uh, you know, whatever to hang out for the weekend. You're in Oxford. You're thinking about retiring in Oxford. You're thinking about relocating to Oxford. You just want to see Savannah Square. There are uh, several units, several homes that are in different stages of development. Harry will be out there on Friday afternoon. He'd love to give you a tour. You can look at the site, savannasquareoxford.com. You can go to his site, harryalexander.com, or you can give him a call, 662 8 5621 again 6628015621 what are you hearing uh, football recruiting wise going into the weekend we'll have a full list at some point tomorrow so Thursday by the time you're listening to this I, I would as- I would assume good chance that you might get both Jabari, Jabari Small and Amari Thomas in town. Um, J.J. Pegues is just down University Avenue, so he can make it over. Um, I know they're expecting a good list. Uh, I guess a good uh, list being some highly rated guys, some, some – I don't know how many commitments will be in town, but I would expect the in-state commitments to – to make their way up for the game. It is an 11 a.m. kick, so that can be problematic with it is. guys guys playing Friday night and then having to turn around and, and drive up early. I was told but, that's um, already impacted the list a little bit. Yeah, and and that's to be expected. I don't, I don't, people shouldn't freak out if they only have four guys show up. I mean, whatever. And, and, hey, maybe they show up and they don't even go to the game and they just come to Oxford and enjoy the town. So, um yeah, like I said, I'll, the full confirmed list will will be on the message board tomorrow at some point. So I, Friday, I think they're right? not not Thursday, but Friday. Or yeah, excuse me. Yeah. Get it tomorrow. Get yeah. it to you by Friday. But um, yeah, I think I think they're they're expecting a a good list of impact guys. I don't know how many targets will be in, uh, but it's only week four. People, there's no need to to freak out if there's not twenty targets in town so um i would say the local guys of memphis um i think the briar the, the briarcrest duo might make it in town and then jj pegues um i think he's been to oxford for both home games i believe yes he's um, been here a lot yeah so i know everybody's doing the auburn thing with him mm-hmm. i get it I'm still betting Ole Miss. I am too, and we and we talked about that probably a month ago. I think this staff is definitely putting an emphasis on him. I mean, they already were, but just the the blow they took with Brandon Turnage leaving and the two Horn Lake guys leaving. The, the I think they're really going to turn up the heat on the on the guy that's 
literally a mile down the road. Yeah, I do too. Uh, I, you know, they, they in much the same way that they turned up the heat on the Horn Lake guys a year later. And oh yeah, they've got both of them. The truth mm-hmm. is, I don't want to get into names and stuff, and I'm not trying to read between the lines. I just don't have this on the record. That's what I'm doing. Two or three kids in football that have been trying to commit for a while that they aren't taking, which mm-hmm. is indicative of the success that they're having. Now, they're keeping them keeping them warm. They're not stupid. Right. But it's going well. They're in really good shape. And I know fans say, well, they got to win six games to get there. This is not meant as an apology. I'm not trying to be a homer or an apologist. It's just that's not true. That's yeah, just that's not going to impact it. It's just inaccurate. That's all. I'm not. Would they rather win six games than win five? Well, yeah, they'd rather win seven than six. They'd rather win eight than seven. They'd rather win five than four. Football's kind of that way. Basketball's that way. You'd love, rather win twenty three than twenty two. But mm-hmm. it, you know, but it, it's not. That's not going to impact decisions. It's just not. It's not how kids think. Yeah. And so they're, they're recruiting at a pretty good level right now. I'm, I said this on the Oxford Exxon podcast on Wednesday, I, I guess. It's a big game for Matt Luke from the standpoint of getting fans to buy in a little more, to believe in him a little more, to let some of the cynicism go. They're going to lose in Tuscaloosa next weekend. Uh, Everybody does. They will too. The crowd for the Vanderbilt game hinges to some degree on what happens against Cal. The crowd for Texas A&M to some degree hinges on what happens against Cal and then against Vanderbilt. But it doesn't change the fact that this is – this is a year that it's a young team, and whether fans do it or not, kids do it. The kids watch the development. Do they look better as the season goes on? Mm-hmm. They get around the kids. They does it. Does it feel like an energetic team? Does it? What's what's the feel like? You always hear kids say when you'll say, you know, why'd you choose? Texas or why'd you choose Tennessee or Ole Miss or Missouri or whatever they'll always say it just had that home feel Mm -hmm. they never say well I'll tell you what what it really came down to was Missouri beat South Carolina and that that just changed it for me they just don't think like that especially not the elite ones because the elite ones say they don't want if I was out there Mm-hmm. Is that true or not? Hell, I don't know. But that's what they think, and perception's reality. So that's that's the mindset you want to recruit, though. Yeah, it's exactly what you want. So the kid, he doesn't think like that. And a lot of times, they're not really even watching the game. If you really talk to a kid after a game and you try to break it down, hey, what you see? Eh, I don't know. You get these real general answers, and the truth is, they were talking. Yeah, they were hanging out. Went into the probably say probably watch their position for a couple series and then it's just hanging out. Yeah, they're on their phone. 
Yeah. They go into the, the they go in and get something to eat. Yeah. Stuff like that. They, they it's just not what and I'm this isn't I'm not knocking fans. It's just not what fans think it is. It's they wanna it's something they feel. Yeah, for sure. Because that's why you hear that all the time. It just felt like home. It just had that home feeling. I just liked the way it felt. I liked the relationships that I built with the coaches. Because here's the thing. We'll use we'll use Amari Thomas for fun. On Saturday, when he meets with defensive coaches after the game, regardless of the outcome of the game, they're going to say, we could use you. You would have been impactful today. You would have oh, yeah. helped you would have helped us today. That's the message, win or lose. Yeah, so, and then another like the other thing that, you know, fans kind of get lost in the you know, miss the forest for the trees, if you will, with recruiting, they'll they'll do that for sure. That'll probably be the first thing they say. But after that, Freddie Roach talking to Mari Thomas, he's just gonna hey hey man, how was your game Friday night? Yeah. What'd you, you know, where'd you go eat in Oxford today? All Hugh Freeze jokes aside, how's your family? Yeah. I mean, they're, they're going to, I mean, that's, that's the, you, you mentioned the home feel. That's, that's what coaches do. Cause you, you, you know, you can connect with them on a football level because if you couldn't, they wouldn't be there talking to you. Right. They're professional so you gotta, salespeople. You, you got to connect somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so that's, that's what they do. And I'll tell you this, we, because we, we, we can't really give you, an official list now. I'll tell you this. One thing that I think Ole Miss fans should be excited about in this recruiting class because they're, what are they at, 22 right now? I haven't looked. In that range. Yeah, so they're roughly looking at probably three to four spots. One thing that you should feel really good about, and in, and this is my opinion, you can add more takeaway if you have a different opinion here. I think they're focusing on Reggie Grimes, Omari Thomas, J.J. Pegues, McKinley Jackson. And three out of those four dudes play on defense. Yeah. And right now, Mike McIntyre is earning every single cent of his salary. Agreed. That defense is top 20 in SP+. Um, they're top 20 in tackles for loss. They're top 40 in rush defense. They're a top seventy total defense team. I mean, it's they're running an NFL scheme, Zach, and they look competent. Yep. Now they've got some spots where they don't have the talent, frankly, to excel there. They don't have the shutdown corners right now that you every defense wants to have. That's the reason shutdown corners make a ton of money in the NFL. Uh, yeah. They don't really have that game. That's why Jalen Ramsey's got people's ears right now? I'm sorry. I said that's why Jalen Ramsey has a lot of people's ears right now. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Haynes, the, the the JUCO transfer, is pretty impactful at safety. He's still swimming a little at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love Amari Linton, one of the nicest kids I've ever covered. He's not an impactful player back there yet. Having a better year than I thought he'd have. But still, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. They don't have stars back there. They're recruiting those guys. And that's... And that's the message. Yep. That's what exactly. they tell them is, hey, we love these kids. But you could be better than him. You could be better than him. Yeah. They're in a great spot. 
So yeah, I know, I know people want commitments to happen right now. It's not how it works. Well, there's one kid at cornerback that you didn't name that I think they're going to get, and I think they would rather wait on that commitment for as long as possible. Oh, uh, yeah. I think they'd rather that not happen tomorrow. Right, right, yeah. Now, he he's a he's a take with a capital T. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and I think they get him. We're talking about Emmanuel Forbes. I, I just don't think they want that to happen right now for a lot of reasons that are probably pretty easy to figure out. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, full circle. Hey, we, we're missing some guys. Insert you. Yeah. Well, we're going to stop it there. Uh, enjoy your weekend. I will hopefully uh, talk to you here soon. We'll come back next week. We'll talk about who did come, maybe the impact of that visit. We'll talk some more basketball recruiting as it continues to heat up. And um, it'll be a lot of fun. Appreciate the time. Yeah. I want to remind you real quick, go to deadsoxy.com, D-E-A-D-S-O-X-Y, backslash custom for those custom socks. Don't forget, enter promo code Rebel Grove at checkout. You get 30% on uh, general orders with the promo code Rebel Grove. So thanks to the people at Dead Soxy. Thanks to Zach Barry. That does it for this edition of the Soft Verbal Podcast. I'm Neil McCready. Until next week, take care.